Greetings and welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Bags. I'm Foley. Jay. And uh, tonight we'll be checking out Contagion, episode 11 of season 2. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of... There, there's not a lot to say about this episode. I, it's, it's the door gate. The Enterprise know? gets a computer virus. Yeah. yeah, and apparently computer viruses just aren't a thing in the future because none of them even comes to this conclusion until way late in the game. Well, yeah, it takes dirty one scene. Figure it out. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess this is a whole part of uh, Roddenberry's utopian future. There just aren't hackers, or there, there, there are no computer viruses in the future because we don't have malicious people creating them. I guess so, but I mean, in later seasons, they will even create computer viruses for other purposes, like to take down the Borg. Yeah. In this episode, I guess McAfee isn't a thing or whatever, and there are no firewalls on the Enterprise and no virus scanners when downloading the log of the Yamato. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, episode opens and it turns out that the Yamato, the sister ship to the Enterprise, is deep in the neutral zone and having all sorts of technical difficulties, and Picard and company are on their way to check it out, and yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they, they encounter Romulan ship, and the captain is, or the sub-commander, sorry, is just a giant square. It's just a big giant square outfit that is just super weird looking. Well, are we talking about the uh, the Romulan now? Yeah. Okay, the, we don't get the Romulan until later, because... Oh, right, they show up after the Yeah, Yamato. because the Yamato the key point is that the Yamato right, explodes. Yeah. yeah. Killing everyone on board. Horribly. Yeah, they're, they're talking to the Yamato, and then all of a sudden shit goes bad, and the Yamato blows up. Kaboom. And that's quite shocking for everybody. Mm-hmm. And then we get our opening credits, and then then things get serious, because, you know, the uh, the Romulans show up. Was it the Romulans that destroyed the Yamato? No. Although no, first we get... Uh, I still think it was. We, we get Picard having a good loud freak out, getting really angry, which, which we don't get to see much of, because, mm. uh, you know, after the Yamato blows up, yeah, he, he, like, what the shit? This yeah. is really is one of his his first and best chance to just slap Wesley. <laughs> he was all the way on the other side of the bridge, though. It, it, running, yeah. running start, baby. <laughs> Would have been nice. More force. Yeah, but he doesn't do it. He does not. Just like put a jump behind it. Bam! To, oh, to be misery. fair, they would have had to have given Wesley a line with which to enrage Picard, but Wesley is silent during that whole... Uh, mm-hmm. He's already stunned. Yeah. He's he's dealing with his death boner right then. He doesn't yeah. know what to do with it. He's just really embarrassed. Get other pants, man. <laughs> Get other pants. Well, he can't just switch pants. He has to switch out the entire uniform. Remember, it's, it's all, all attached. I know. It's I, all he's, attached. He's got to rethink that fashion choice. It really does. The Romulans show up and they got this back and forth. Hey, what are you doing in the... New- neutral zone what are you doing in the neutral zone what's a nice captain like you doing (laughs) picard actually says that no did you no (laughs) well i couldn't possibly solve this mystery can you yeah i'll give it a shot i mean uh, it's my job right it's Jordy's job this time. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. He Picard asked Jordy to figure it out. Like, yeah. what about Data? Yeah, could Data help? What about the living supercomputer? Maybe he. Well, he technically he does help because he's like basically Jordy's right hand man for the investigation. Kind of. Yeah, he is there when Jordy gets electrocuted. Yeah, Thro- <laughs> he throws Jordy uh, a good like five ten feet, and there's this look on Jordy's face when he does it. Like, Ooh. all he needed yeah. to do is like tug at his uh, collar, and it would have been complete. 
LeVar Burton really like rocked the like physical stunts in this oh, episode. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, in there. "Data, what happened?" And it's like, "Well, you got electrocuted." It seems to be another example of our actions having random consequences. Thanks, Data. Yeah, well, that was like, hilarious. So first, we we get this bit with Wesley talking to Picard about all those people yeah. dying, and it really upset him. Wesley comes into uh, Picard's ready room for a fireside chat. Yeah, and this is the scene where Picard utters T. Earl Grey hot for the very first time in Next Gen. And he doesn't fucking get it. No, he gets a potted plant. It's a potted plant in a teacup. Yep. It was beautiful. It was very nice. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. was, I, I, I would put one of those sculpted. like in my kitchen yeah. or like on my uh, like on, on your windows. veranda. Yeah, if I had a windowsill, I would put it there. I don't have a windowsill. None of my windows have sills. You got a balcony with a panther. Yeah, I, got, I, I could put it on my pan- <laughs> on my balcony panther. You should do that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, not tea is the first major it's, malfunction. It's we- the second indication we get because the first indication we get is like Picard went, went to his ready room to examine the Yamato's right, yeah. logs and then as he was leaving his doors didn't open. Right. And he was like huh that's weird but I'm sure it's nothing. It's like right after going through these logs and having just gone to the quote unquote rescue of the Yamato which was having major malfunctions and also after having like a meeting with his staff about these malfunctions here he is presented with a malfunction and he doesn't tell anyone about it. He's just like huh that's weird. It was gets, just the Gets one. onto the bridge and still clearly thinking that's weird and then just goes on about his day I'm like that feels to me like let's tell Jordy about that like right now Jordy had important stuff to work on I don't know this is the kind of thing that happens in Trek from time to time clearly something significant happens and nobody says anything or does anything about it and then like later it's like oh yeah maybe I should have said something about that but I didn't well that's pretty much human nature I'm sort of thinking like maybe maybe we're not giving enough credit there if you've ever downloaded a virus on your machine you know like maybe your computer gives you some sort of notification that antivirus pops up to text something maybe the first time that happens you're like oh it's probably nothing but you really know oh I need to deal with this yeah but you're like oh no maybe there's a good chance that scan is gonna take like 45 minutes to do yeah no I don't want Picard's Try turning yeah. it on off. Yeah. He's, he's only human. He's thinking, like, I've got other things to worry about. <laughs> yeah, turning it on and off, which is the eventual solution. <laughs> it turns out to be the solution. Yeah. Kind of. The, the, way, the way you fix the Enterprise is you reboot it. Yeah. Their explanation is total BS. Oh, yeah. completely. So then we get the really great malfunction with uh, Jordy in a malfunctioning turbo lift. Oh, yeah. He gets tossed oh, around. It's magnificent. So much yeah, action. Like, like, he's got this amazing sweat line on the back of his costume, <laughs> and his visor gets knocked off, and he, he does the classic. Velma feeling around on the ground for his lost glasses. Every time I see that, it feels so disingenuous to me. I feel like... How dare you criticize LeBar Burden? I am sorry. I just don't think that's how blind people look for things on the ground. I just don't. Whatever. Well, with Velma, it's not very logical because she's not blind. She, yeah, just, she just has bad eyesight. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jordy is completely blind. Yeah, but he doesn't even... He's gotta use touch. It, he does, but he doesn't even do it like the, like a smart way by just like, you know, sweeping his hands back and forth. He pats the ground like is it here is it here is it here no 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 just like smooth motions back and forth you're gonna find it way faster than random padding he looks like he's playing an invisible piano on the ground and i I just don't think that's an effective way to look for things Uh, we we missed something that you were saying when we were watching the episode that you wanted to talk about uh regarding uh protocol for uh, oh yeah yeah i mean i think we've discussed it a little bit in the previous season but yeah um we get a bit of that there yeah i'm I'm really curious about uh the protocol of uh ship to 
ship communications in the Star Trek universe because Picard is talking to the Romulan and then like he turns his back to the Romulan and who can see him like I mean this is video chat they're, they're Skyping he's basically turned his back on the person he's talking to and then done the kill gesture across his throat and Worf understands this to mean mute so now the Romulan is just sitting there watching Picard not facing her talking to other people but not being able to hear anything it just seems really rude yeah. and if I wanted to piss off a Romulan who let's be fair are already eminently easy to piss off Romulans are the kind of people that don't like your tone even if you don't have a tone they're the kind of people that just get really angry at you no matter what you've said or done it just seems to be something that is accepted though I mean they do it all I, the time and I, other people they go do, back to they, them they do but I don't feel like the Romulans would be the right race to do this to like I feel like the Romulans of practically any race in next gen would be the ones to take offense at this no. yeah. well I figure this is also kind of a power move you yeah. know it, mm-hmm. it's, it's this was the 80s and it's kind of an 80s business thing to just like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just put gonna someone on hold kind of, yeah, put, yeah. That, put that fucker on hold yeah. I, I, I gotta talk to my crew about this I, I feel like there would be Starfleet regulations saying, dictating the way in which Starfleet vessels are to interact with people. And it feels to me like this wouldn't be on that list of acceptable things to do. Ah, the rule book. Yeah. Come on. Out, out in the big black, the rule book means yeah. nothing. Come on. Th- th- this is Maverick Jean- Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it just it happens a lot in Next Gen, and it just feels like being on the phone with somebody and just... Would you rather he says, I'm just going to quickly put you on hold? For a I, don't, I don't know what I would rather, man. <laughs> Let me, I'm going to talk to my supervisor. I'm, I'm just saying that it doesn't seem like a very... You I'm know, not asking the question flippantly. I'm just like trying to think what would be... A, I, I, I don't know. What would be a better um, way to handle it? Perhaps I would just say, one moment, please, while I confer with my crew. Something. That's that's a wussy, though. Like, you can't... Yeah, I, I agree. agree. It's, it's it, very much... I, I feel like it is that 80s business thing. Yeah. Like, no, like, I mean, I get the notion of it as a power move. I just think that's a really bad idea with an already pissed off and edgy Romulan. But the, the thing is, the the Romulan Enterprise face-off thing is very much a Cold War thing. It's it's mm-hmm. the U.S. and the Russians. Yeah. The Romulans as the Russians. And that is completely the sort of move that in that period, Reagan would have talking to the Russians. Yeah. Like, nope. Just gotta gotta show our strength at all times. Yeah, but I mean, that, it's one thing to do that in a conference room. It's another thing to refer two, essentially, warships to do to each other. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I think they, like yeah, different. I think they would do that. Well, I think there is a difference, though, because, like, here, we weren't having video chats between the captain of a Russian vessel versus the captain of an American vessel. The American vessel is uh, communicating with a Russian vessel. The Russian vessel doesn't get to see the captain when he turns his back on them to discuss with his crew, because there is that natural back and forth of sit and wait for their response. I don't think they ever would have communicated directly. Probably not, but if they ever were to, there would still be no visual component to that, and it's the visual component that's the kind of inflammatory thing here. If, yeah. the, if it was just voice communication, then we wouldn't be having this discussion because there's that sit and wait for the reply from your opposite that kind of comes into play. But I don't know. I just feel like the visual component is what makes that whole thing seem sketchy to me. I don't like, have a problem with it at all. No, I, neither do I. I all right. It was, it was fine when yeah. you guys were like, oh yeah, totally, while we're watching it. And now that we're talking about it, it's like, oh no, you're totally wrong. Like, fuck you guys. 
Well, like as we've discussed it, I, I think it just it, it kind of works better. It makes more sense. I, I don't see a secondary option that would work better. Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like anything that's like, oh, let me put you on hold for a second. I, I feel like anything of that nature would just kind of be silly and flippant. I do like the idea of maybe like the screen pauses and you get just a Starfleet <laughs> symbol and then some hold music. Well, <laughs> see, that's the thing. That does happen in the series. That's how the Klingons do it. Like when they when you have yeah. interactions with the Klingon yeah. or, or, you know, even the Cardassians you'll get a hold screen you know while they discuss that seems more official to me that seems more like yeah okay I get that well we, we uh, don't see what they're seeing on their screen maybe it's, it cuts off the visual as well no that's that's true we don't like we don't we, know we for never sure, see their you know? screen all, all, all we get from uh, Worf is that he said mute you know which indica- which seems to indicate more a an audio cutoff than anything else but uh, because I mean, we, we get continued visual of the Romulan ship during this I guess it just feels like they must also be getting continued visual from the Enterprise. Yeah, we, what we should do is we should try this. Like, we'll all go home and we'll Skype each other <laughs> and then I will pause and I'll like confer in the background mm-hmm. with the screen on mute and then unpause it. See how weird it is. Fair, fair. I'm going to try that. Oh, that or I'll hold up a piece of paper <laughs> onto the screen saying, please wait. Mm-hmm. And, and like put on La Cucaracha or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hold Maybe me. some Celine Dion. Yeah, some hold music. Oh man, that would piss <laughs> Go for me, Romulan. Vanina. Right? Uh, oh man, the Romulans would hate that. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, I'd hate that too. Where do you think, actually, this brings up a really important point. Where do you think the bridge's webcam is? Like, do you think it's right below the, mo- like, I, the main I viewer have, or above? I've, we, I've we've actually seen given it, right? Because in, in the Riker episode when he's on the Klingon ship, don't we get some images of them talking to Oh, we totally do. Yeah. So we should know the angle from that, right? Yeah. Here's my theory on it. I think that the view screen is essentially two-way. Mm. I think the view screen either has like a pinhole sized camera in it or that the view screen's photoreceptors can both present an image and take an image at the same time mm-hmm. which would only make sense because that's why you can look into each other's eyes through a view screen in Star Trek right. you know it's it's why when we're on webcams it always looks weird because the person you're talking to is always looking either like above or below where your eyeline because they're looking at their screen which is either above or below where the webcam is yeah. well, I mean like me personally my webcam when I have it out sits on top of my screen so as far as people seeing me on screen they'll see me looking below their eye line mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the day when the webcam can be built into the screen and I can look into the eyes of the person I'm talking to instead of past them or below them or above them depending I don't know how long that's going to take who knows it, I guess it depends on uh, how it would be done like if it's a pinhole sized camera those things exist but they'd have to get really small before it's going to be practical like it'd have to be a camera like the size of like a fiber optic cable or something I much prefer the idea of it being like a standalone camera just propped up in front of the uh, in front of the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is funny. The, like I say, the only problem is like if you're going to have a consistent eye line with the person, then that camera has to be at eye line, which means when you're looking at the view screen, that camera is blocking whoever you're looking at. Right. Or you just have to be far enough away from it that it's less of a deal. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. Um, so we were talking about Jordy and his oh, yes. amazing Yeah, the amazing turbo, turbo lift ordeal. <laughs> the the roof of the turbo lift is really high. Yeah. That's what I yeah. this. The turbo lift's like got a 12 foot ceiling. He rolls all the way up I'm, to the top there. It's I'm great. confused 
confused as to why the turbo lift needs to be that tall. Tall aliens. It's got to be the I reason. Guess. Yeah. Like, we get some pretty tall aliens at yeah. times. We never really encounter any <laughs> taller than like, like, well... Like, like Mr. Hom seems to be about as tall as we get on Next Gen because he was the tallest actor they had. Yeah. And but you, uh, you got to imagine there's like they're encountering. Yeah, like, they'd be yeah. some pretty tall people. Some We've got the cone heads, things like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, but yeah, it's it's huge. Like the totally. those turbo lifts are built for comfort, man. Like I'm surprised that they don't have like benches in them where you could just get on the turbo lift and sit down and wait until you get to your floor. The capacity isn't very high. They can handle a really tall individual, but you can't fit more than like four or five people in that thing without it being a real crowd. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of depends on the scene. Like I've seen turbo li- like the turbo lift where like they, they they get them to huddle in the center together for the sake of the shot but there's actually like a ton of space around them what's the most crowded what's the highest number of people we've seen in a turbo lift would you say uh, probably five but that yeah. was like five or six when uh, when Picard was in that turbo lift with the kids oh with the kids yeah oh, but they're all yeah. tiny yeah. you're right you're at I, this, I, I suppose but you know a child you know like their footprint isn't actually that much smaller than mm. an adult's footprint I mean not vertically but certainly in their personal bubble you gotta figure like yeah but I don't know there's gotta be a point where do you think there's ever a bottleneck for like a lineup for turbo lifts like elevators I think there's a ton of turbo lifts but actually that brings us to something I wanted to talk about because I know Jared has seen it because I, I made him watch it but did you watch that video I sent you of the uh, virtual uh, enterprise walkthrough uh you sent me a what now <laughs> Dude. no it's I, a oculus rift enabled uh, yeah some guy has scale. built a full scale enterprise D okay, okay. It, it's using the unreal 4 engine so it's not right. like photorealistic but it's really nice and the, the really cool thing about it is that unlike the show which is made up of sets that so they're limited in their capacity yeah uh, because this thing is made based on the blueprints mm-hmm they can actually depict it in full scale the way it would be in real life. Sure. And it's amazing how much more real the Enterprise feels when you go through it that way than it does in random sets thrown together on the TV show. Okay. Like, you get a real sense of exactly how huge it is. Mm -hmm. Because I know you and I have talked before about, you know, looking at the model and whatnot. You you look at the main shuttle bay and you say, that doesn't look very big. It's only two stories tall and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It really works when you actually see it at full scale in this uh, in this virtual walkthrough like the the shuttle bay is actually in like impressively large sweet like really big and like there's uh, there's built in tractor beam things in the roof that will pick up shuttle pods and shuttle crafts and move them around the bay and stuff okay there's a whole bunch of observation lounges around the bay that look into the bay so you, like you can watch shuttles launching and stuff uh, when you're out in the habitation ring there's all sorts of like lounges and restaurant areas in the uh, in the habitation ring as well because when you think about it it can't just be 10 forward 10 oh, yeah. forward does have a maximum capacity and this ship has thousands of people on board I always figured 10 forward was like the executive lounge I think 10 forward is supposed to be like the, the kind of chic bar because it's mm. not really an executive lounge because anyone can go there right Wesley's allowed in there yeah wow you know it, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's the uh, crew though it's, it's the most shishi yeah. lounge because it's got the most forward view on the ship mm. hence the name uh, but there have to be other locations you know like you got to be able oh, to yeah. like if you're on the enterprise and you want to go out for dinner or something you don't you don't want to just replicate some shit at home you want to go eat somewhere Ugh. you got to <laughs> just re- you can have anything <laughs> don't let me start over the replicators again 
Listen, all, I, all I'm saying is that... Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. I mean, because, I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah. We can make anything we want at home, too. Sometimes you just want to go out and hang out. <laughs> totally, yeah. Someplace, it's the end you know? of the work day. You want to go go to the pub with uh, yeah. your co-workers. And so there have, there totally have to be a bunch of options totally. for that. And, and also, you know, it's like you, you want to go someplace quiet or you want to go someplace bustling. You can check with the computer. Uh, computer, which lounge is currently has the... Computer, give me the lounges where Commander Jory LaForge will not be. <laughs> oh, if you yeah. want to go out for looking looking for romance, give me the lounge where Jory LaForge is not going to be. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I meant. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying, right? You know, it's, Absolutely. It's like, you yeah. know, sometimes you want to go out for a quiet dinner, sometimes you want to go out and and be social. Totally. The, these are things that the uh, the computer could can allow for you. Um, but yeah, this, uh, th- this walkthrough really gives you a really good idea of exactly how huge and how easy it would be to get lost in this fucking place. But also, something that it had, which uh, which I hadn't even thought, like, I mean, I'd thought about, but I just assumed wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Stairs. Sure. There are stairs between each deck. Okay. Which is weird, because there are plenty of episodes where they're like, oh god, you know, the turbo lifts are down, how are we gonna get to, you know, these other decks? It's like, the, the, the stairs. But that's never an option in the show. Are there um, stairs in schematics, though? I'm, I'm sure there are for certain levels. My, my guess is that there aren't stairs between every deck, because a lot of decks are, you know, inaccessible. You know, certain decks aren't going to be habitable. Like, they'll just be, you sure. know, machining decks and whatnot, where you have to go through Jeffrey's tubes to access stuff. All right. um, so I don't know exactly how many levels you can go before you run out of stairs and have to do something else. Uh, also, just because of the shape of the ship, you know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't, it would probably not be possible to have, like, stairs. One consistent stairwell. Or yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's really cool, though, and uh, we should definitely watch it after this. And I totally forget how we got on this now. Well, we were talking about the point where Jory LaForge comes hilariously oh, yeah. flying out of the turbo yeah. lift onto the bridge. Yeah, because it's kind of crazy. The, the very best part is Picard is Riley, like, welcome to the bridge. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's been saving that yeah. one. You oh, can man. tell. Yeah. Such Ca- Captain, oh, Captain Picard, like, he's in full sass mode. Oh, this the whole episode. episode like, this is, is great. This is the sassiest Picard we have had. You know, so, like, Jordy tumbles out on it, like, he's bodily <laughs> thrown onto the onto the bridge. Oh, yeah. He comes flying right. down that yeah. uh, ramp. Yeah. Well, welcome to the bridge, Mr. LaForge. Thanks, Captain As, Asshole. Like, Worf has run down to help him up. Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be entirely reasonable oh. to suspect that Jordy is sporting broken limbs at this point, and Captain's all just like... Pfft. Well, you know, they, they can just use one of those little things and heal him. Yeah, like like a splint. Yeah. That's something that comes up. Yeah. Uh, when oh my god, the, right. en- the Enterprise is just going haywire, and we go to... The, <laughs> this is amazing. We go to the... Uh, the medical bay, and there is Pulaski just giving it to this guy. Like, he's God just, damn it, everything's malfunctioning, yeah, you she, bastard! She <laughs> is railing at this guy, and the whole point of this thing is exposition. She is there to tell us exactly what is going wrong with the ship and with medical in particular. But half, like, three quarters of the way through this, you know, tirade against this guy, she walks away from him. Like, clear, like, she was just venting. She wasn't even yelling at this guy. She was just yelling and he just happened to be in the way. As soon as she w- starts walking away, he immediately just grabs his head, just like, oh <laughs> God, why did I have to be standing right there when this happened? Why is my transfer not come through? 
her yet. And then she uh, walks over to this other guy. She's like, yelling at the other dude. Yeah, she walks over to the other doctor, and the doctor's like, uh, we, we can't do anything. And she's like, well, you can make a splint. And he's like, that's not practicing medicine. She's like, uh, No, he doesn't yeah. know what it is first. Yeah, that's the yeah. crazy thing. She's like, she explains what a splint is to this guy, because apparently he's never heard of one before. What and he's, he's all like, that okay, that sounds fake, but whatever. Yeah, well, you know, medicine at this point has gotten into, you know, the magic realm. You, you wave yeah. a wand over it and you fix the broken bone. I sure. mean, it's, it's like how in that earlier episode, and I, I believe it was still back in the first season, where Picard has a headache, and it's a really notable thing, is oh, no one gets headaches don't headache. exist anymore. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Of course they do. That is ridiculous. You're ridiculous, Enterprise. I, I call bullshit on <laughs> yeah. that. It's uh, anything. It, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I just, I really love the notion that a Starfleet-trained medical officer, someone who would, you know, reasonably be expected to have been trained to provide medical services on away missions without the uh, benefit of all of the technology they have at their disposal, would not know what a splint is. I, I have to call bullshit on that. I mean, what, what's he going to do if they run into a, into the Gorn or something? Yeah, exactly. Gorns are everywhere. Right? Everyone knows this. I'm sure they are. They're, they're probably like Starfleet film strips. So you've encountered a Gorn. It is important to understand when facing the Gorn. Well, you and I have seen the original Gorn. Well, yeah. All three of us. We, we saw the Gorn in, yeah. in Seattle, though. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. I'm just... Yeah. It, I, I, I definitely call bullshit on the notion of a Starfleet medical officer not, not knowing what a splint is... And thinking that it's not medically practical. He's like, what? Come on now. Come on now. That is basic field first aid. There's no way they wouldn't be trained about that. Yeah, well, what if you end up in an ancient civilization and you're Kirok? Yeah, exactly. What... <laughs> What if you're like on a fucking away mission and you lose, you, you lose, or your medical gear is destroyed? You know, fucking Crusher knew how to, you know, use roots and shit for God's sake. So do you figure maybe that's why Pulaski is so angry all the time, <laughs> just dealing with these incompetent boobs? Could be. Probably. I, I, I just that like, kind of humanizes. I like bit, the idea <laughs> that when we're not around, Pulaski is just constantly just dumping on all of her subordinates. I mean, you know, that's to the what point, I assume. To the point that they just stand there and take it until she walks away yeah. and then cry behind <laughs> her back <laughs> that's why she really uh, got kicked off the enterprise too many hr complaints <laughs> we're, we're sorry pulaski you make too many crew members cry the the person who got pulaski kicked off troy she <laughs> a, after troy received literally hundreds of complaints she's like i'm sorry i have to take this to starfleet hr i need my robot's partner back <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> It's just not as hot when uh, when it's Pulaski and Troy and Tights stretching each other out. That's no Pulaski showed up in all tweed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or tweed aerobic suit, hot, literally. So <laughs> they uh, go to Iconia, or yeah, what? Uh, what this? Uh, what this now dead captain discovered to be uh, the Iconian homeworld. We haven't really talked about Iconia much yet. The Iconians were like an ancient race, supposedly possessed of really amazing technology. We think they're conquerors or something but that comes into question later. Um, they've been presumed gone for 200,000 years. And uh, that captain of the Yamato was quite worried that uh, if the Romulans discovered Iconia, that that would give them a significant military advantage over the uh, Federation, which is why he risked going into the uh, oh, neutral zone Oh, by the way, the homeworld's in the neutral zone. Yeah, yeah. What, oh, yeah. What, what a coincidence. It turns out that what's going on is the Iconians essentially infected the Yamato with a computer virus. Not really a virus, just a program 
that is meant to do something, but because their computer systems are incompatible, it's just started on its uh, business of reprogramming that computer so it can do what it's supposed to do. And in doing so, basically blows up the Yamato because now its programs are going all the shit. And the Enterprise has become infected because they downloaded the Yamato's log, but it's affecting them more slowly because the Yamato had all of its systems infected at once, whereas on the Enterprise there was just a single point of infection, mm-hmm. so the uh, the program has to work its way out from there instead of being downloaded simultaneously to every system in the ship. Right, and, and this this is why uh, Jordy had his uh, epic trip up the turbo yeah. lift is because he was running up to the bridge to tell them to destroy the probe that the planet sent out. Yeah, because they arrived at Iconia and the Iconian probe uh, went out to meet them. So hooray, the Enterprise is saved and uh, Picard, temporarily. Yeah, temporarily. And Picard and company, uh, Data and Worf, head on down to Iconia to see uh, to the launch site to see if there's anything there that can help them figure out how to stop what's happening to the Enterprise. And of course, as soon as they beam down, the Romulans show up, and they are we, also infected. Yeah, and then we get this really kind of humorous showdown between the two. You know, where like, oh, I'm gonna get you, but then like they're they're you know everything's going wrong, right? Like the weapon systems are offline. Yeah, their shields are offline. You know, the the Romulans are rattling their sabers, but then all of a sudden they like cloak and then uncloak, and their lights are going on and off and shit, and they're trying to put up this front of whoa we're st- we're still going to kick your ass but it becomes clear that both ships are in like no position to do anything yeah yeah we get Wesley at his console and like shields are back up again nah, shields are down. down again and Troy quite rightly points out any place else this would be funny but it's still funny there. it's still funny to us <laughs> uh, and then Riker is talking to Troy about something to keep the crew occupied. Yeah. He suggests that Troy just get the fuck off the bridge and yeah. just go go uh, Troy, tell everyone yeah. that we'll, we'll Troy, prepare for go evacuation. go organize the evacuation. She's like, what if you need me here to help with negotiations? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to need you here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty bad because like you can see on his face it's like, oh no, now I have to say something, but she's gonna know because she can read binds and shit that I actually don't need her here because she's useless fuck uh they're more important right now i'll, I'll manage to I, rhyme with you are useless get off my goddamn bridge i'm pretty sure the rest of the crew have thought about the scenario it's like we can't lie to troy's face because she'll yeah. know so they all got together and they've got a like a mental strategy <laughs> so it's like just think about like i don't know what it would be purple lemon think about a purple lemon when you're lying to troy <laughs> so in the back of his mind he's saying purple lemon purple lemon purple lemon <laughs> and, but of course unfortunately everybody in the crew does the same thing it's the same strategy so. yeah so he's like well, uh, so she just doesn't I, again, know. She thinks it's some kind of weird human thing. I, I know people are lying to me because purple lemon. Because <laughs> purple lemon. <laughs> purple lemon means lies. Damn it. Damn it. I, I don't think she'd really suss that out, no. honestly. No, well, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's empathic. She can't read thoughts. She can only read feelings. But still, I'm sure she figures that shit out. Anyways, down on the planet... Data has uh, found very... Like, he, he's looking at the language that's on the, yeah, he's, the various keypads. He's, like, he's basically backward engineering it because the... Uh, Iconian language seems to be the base for several other languages in the system, so... I, I don't know if it's even within the system. I think it's just or, or, five different languages throughout the yeah. galaxy that all seem to have their roots in Iconian. Yeah, yeah. And they, they've always assumed that it's because the I- Iconians were conquerors, whereas it seems more that they have this door gate and the last survivors took yeah. off to the We should explain places. the door gate now. 
now. Yeah. Uh, the Iconians seem to be able to create a stable door-sized wormhole between this, uh, what is essentially a transporter room, and various other points throughout the galaxy. One of them looks one like of them ancient is, Greece. Yeah. One of them is City Hall in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of them is, coincidentally enough, the Bridge of the Enterprise. One, one of them, uh, like, I don't know, one of them kind of looked like U- the UN in New York. That's City Hall. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, that was City Hall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, <laughs> so that's crazy, and yeah, I guess it's also like going to the two ships in orbit as well. So yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, right. pre- presumably it scans and says, "Oh, here are some local uh, fun spots to check out." You know, here's the Denny's. Some, and, some local points of interest. Here's some yeah. search suggestions. Yeah, for you. points of interest. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like essentially a road sign. You know, uh, here, rest stops, gas stations, and eateries within your like next exit. Mm-hmm. Picard decides that this technology is just too dangerous to let fall into the Romulan hands, so he's got to blow this shit up. Data has been zapped by the computer and can no longer do anything, so he he can't like he can't see, he can't move, but he gives yeah. Picard verbal instructions on how to how to fuck up the Iconian shit. He just keeps saying purple lemon over again. Yeah, over, over again. purple lemon, purple lemon, purple lemon, purple lemon. I hope that's not a stutter. <laughs> exactly. So when we get the bridge of the Enterprise again on the door gate, Worf and Data step through there. Then Picard sets the whole auto destruct thing, which is going to be launching another one of those probes but closing the launch doors so the probe just feeds back on the energy system and blows everything he's going to launch all the probes all yes. the probes at once I, I just want to mention that when uh, we get Worf back on the Enterprise he just fireman carries mm-hmm. data into the turbo lift totally. all the way down to engineering I like that he's totally okay with taking the turbo lift despite Geordi's last trip yeah. in the turbo lift Wait, it'll Worf. probably be fine Worf's not a wimp he's, yeah. fine he's got data to cushion him yeah yeah he'll just <laughs> use data as a shield that's true <laughs> so Picard sets this thing going and then he doesn't have time to wait so he has to jump through the door gate and he ends up on the Romulan bridge oh shit <laughs> luckily over on the Enterprise Data has uh, his self-correcting program has actually fixed the problem by uh, turning him on and off exactly by, <laughs> yeah. by rebooting Data down. and uh, <laughs> deleting the uh, affected memory uh, so they do the same thing with the Enterprise so the Enterprise is fine uh, and beams Picard back before the Romulan can kill him but, but there's a very fine moment she, she's not planning to kill him yeah, she, she has said oh well you know, at, at least, least you're gonna I'll die have with the us. satisfaction of you dying with me like I think not. <laughs> Teleports out of there. <laughs> not today. Not today. He's, like, he's like Starfleet motherfuckers, and he's out. It's it's a sassy moment. It's pretty yeah. great. Like and, and then then, then uh, in that last instance before he completely dematerialized, you seem like grabbing his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and then like we swing on these. <laughs> exactly. R- Riker gets his own sassy moment after he's like, okay, send them the uh, instructions on how to fix it, and then let's get out of here in case they're too dumb. Uh, in case they're engineers isn't as good as ours. Like, no one's as good as Jordy. Come exactly. on. Exactly. I know. But dead. That was essentially why I couldn't get into Voyager. Like, I, I watched a couple of episodes and, like, every episode, you know, Torres would have some problem in engineering and all I could think was, Jordy could do it. Of course he could. You know, it's like, oh, no, this is happening. I can't do this. Jordy could. We make fun. We, we Josh Jordy a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, man, he is yeah. capable. He gets he results. the yeah. most capable gets, engineer. Jordy gets shit oh, done, man. son. Yeah. yeah. Not Torres. <sighs> Torres just whines about being half Klingon half human most of the time and that's it like, I've got anger and I don't know what to do with it I'm always angry uh huh get yourself a thing longer girl yeah yeah Jesus <laughs> works for Worf yeah. it does in his between two worlds situation exactly I know he was raised by humans yeah come on come on come on Torres come on maybe Torres is like you know a, a future reflection of what uh, 
of what Alexander would turn into. Uh, Alexander. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Alexander. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, jeez. Not looking forward to that. I know. That's going <laughs> to that's, that's be coming up not too, uh, damn. Not too that long. That is very now. soon. Yeah, like, oh, crap. I think, I think he shows up in like season three or early season four. I believe. Oh, yeah, season Late season three. three. Yeah. 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 Brian Bonzel from uh, Family Ties. Yeah, so weird. Yeah. And he, but, and then he develops that like that weird kind of like favorite uh, nephew or grandson deal with uh, Loxana. with Loxana Troy. What what a terrible combination! Oh yeah, like the two worst the characters worst. on the show from yeah. that point forward. It's just a synergy of annoyingness. Oh man, we get together that one episode where they hang out together and watch Jaguars. Oh uh, no, yeah, yeah, they hang the, out in the no, sauna. No, yeah, no. That, that episode. Go hot tubbing. That no. episode ends with everybody in the mud bath, including Worf, and it's just it's just Dorn's head and the mud you know you, you know Worf had like five knives in his hands and, and oh like, yeah he's gonna kill them all oh man so Just seething under there oh. contagion what do we all feel about contagion what's a, how do we want to rank this this is very middle of the road you know yeah yeah it was okay. It was, it's not a bad episode. It's not no, a great episode. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's an episode. It, it existed. Um, I guess There's, I'd probably give it like I guess a lieutenant, like two pips, junior. Yeah, there you go I, lieutenant junior, junior grade. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. I mean, we do get some nice Picard sass, but it's really few and far between. And as as enjoyable as uh, Jordy just rolling around the turtle was, <laughs> that was the best part. Or getting but, flung off of the panel by Data. Uh, Whoosh! Because right. it's not the he, like he gets stuck to the panel. It's Data yeah. that does the actual throwing oh yeah you know yeah. hence that great look on Data's face like oh shit that was too Overdid hard that whoops probably yeah. could have just pulled him off of that I'll make like it was the panel that did it but the Iconians I mean their their planet and the, the door gate it looks like mist yeah I know like it was the Iconians planet was kind of a letdown it was you know like oh this amazing technology in the room we get is like oh this is kind of dull well it's the only thing left the rest of the planet is like bombed out and destroyed yeah 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 well it was destroyed from orbit yeah they, they mm-hmm. orbital bomb or orbital bombard. And Picard's like, when? Two hundred thousand years ago. Oh, good. So they're they're probably not around anymore. Are we safe? It's a meteor shower originating oh. from Clandathu. Because <laughs> you know it, that that makes total sense. You can it does. definitely throw an asteroid from one side of the galaxy to the other with pinpoint accuracy. It's easy if you got hive mind. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That must be it. Um, All right. So two lieutenant junior grades and one lieutenant. Is that what we're? I believe so. Yeah. Right. I think I think I go with that. What's next time? Does anyone remember? <laughs> Technology, you're so slow. Why are you doing this to me? This is where we put the Romulans on hold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just put hold music on this part when I'm editing. Next time on Diecast Enterprise, please join us for episode 12 of season 2. <laughs> That's all I've got. I'm fairly certain it's Times Squared. <laughs> okay, maybe Times Squared. So yeah, thanks for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Bags. I'm Bully. Jay. We'll catch you next time. Bully.